everyone. It's Sandy Cruz from Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. And I'm here to show you that balanced living works. This is especially for all you ladies over 40. We will cover a range of exciting topics with many special guests, and I really look forward to this season. Bye for now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sandy K Nutrition Health and Lifestyle Queen. Today with me, I have a special guest, and his name is Sean Wells. I've actually been waiting to talk to Sean for a while. We finally met in June, and I decided I would wait until the fall to release this episode because in the summer, we're kind of all over the place. We're on vacation, we're at the cottage, we're traveling, and I wanted to make sure that this episode gains the attention it deserves. Because not only is Sean all the things, if you know who he is, you know he is a sports nutritionist, he is a writer, he is a biohacker, he's brilliant, by the way. He's also a very kind person, very personable. And he's written that amazing book, The Energy Formula, which is a bestseller, by the way, and you must go and pick that up because this isn't your typical book where it says, eat this, don't eat this, take this, don't take this. It's very all-encompassing on overall living a wellness-balanced lifestyle. And he takes into account individuality which is something that we all need to take into account on what resonates with us and what resonates with our bodies is always going to be different. I love that because this book, when you read it, you're able to take out what is very individual to you and works for you. Anyway, you're going to have to listen to this whole interview because it's different. It does take into account the wellness aspect, but we talk about other things that he just touches on in the energy formula, such as victim consciousness and creator consciousness and terms like this that are more unique, let's just say, to a biohacker, but I personally really resonate with few announcements. Definitely go and check out my Facebook group. I'm starting to get more like-minded people in this group. I love it. It is called Sandy K Nutrition Health and Lifestyle Queen Podcast. It's a private group. You have to ask to be entered into the group. I also have a page, Sandy K Nutrition on Facebook. You can also just follow me there. But the private group, I'm going in a little bit more often. I am asking polls and giving, I guess, some feedback just through live videos. It's it's much more intimate, let's just say. Also, I am on Instagram all the time. That is really where I'm at most of the time. So follow me there at Sandy K Nutrition. I'm also on TikTok at Sandy K Nutrition and on Twitter. So anywhere that you are on a social media platform, I'm probably there. I'm trying to be a little more active on YouTube, or I was trying for a little while, and then I kind of stopped trying. It's just, I can only do so much. But of course, a very important aspect to all of this is to rate, review, 
and share my podcast with others. This really helps to give back to podcasters like myself who go out and get free content for you to live your best life every single week. Also, it does help for me to continue to get amazing guests just like Sean every single week. So all you have to do, if you listen on Apple, it's the easiest way Search for Sandy K Nutrition on Apple. You click on it. You scroll down to write a review. Give me a five-star review, of course. And just write a few kind words of how this podcast helps you. Because in turn, that helps me. I am going to be at the next Biohacking Congress in October. By the time this comes out, it will be October on October 22nd and 23rd, biohackingcongress.com to get tickets. It is going to be in Miami this time. So I'm kind of excited. I used to be going to Florida pre-COVID every single year since my kids were babies. And then things kind of stopped in 2020. And I'm excited to go to Miami because I've never gone that far south. So join me there and you're going to get to meet a lot of other like-minded individuals. And now let's cut on through to this amazing podcast interview with Sean Wells. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sandy K Nutrition, Health and Lifestyle Queen. Today with me, I have a very special guest, Sean Wells. And Sean, actually, I think I've been speaking with Sean's assistant for quite a few months now, and I finally get to speak with him in person. So I'm really excited. Now, most of you who are listening to this, they know that you would know that Sean is the world's leading nutritional biochemist and expert on health optimization. He has formulated over 700 supplements, foods, beverages, and cosmeceuticals. And Patented 20 novel ingredients, formerly a chief clinical dietitian with over a decade of clinical experience, he has counseled thousands of people on innovative health solutions such as keto, paleo, fasting, and supplements. He's also personally overcome various health issues, including Epstein-Barr virus, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, depression, insomnia, obesity, and a pituitary tumor. His expertise can help any health-conscious individual to better manage stress and experience greater resiliency and more energy through utilizing his practical research-backed solutions. His book, The Energy Formula, has been recognized by both USA Today and Forbes as well as an Amazon bestseller in multiple categories. And a while back, my one of my biohacking besties and myself, we actually did a few lives on that book because I was really taken by it. It's, it's not the usual thing that you will find, and I really recommend it. And so without further ado, let's welcome Sean Wells. Hello, Sean. Hello, Sandy. How? So tell me, can I interview you for a second? Oh, absolutely. Please do. What is it, what is it that you felt was atypical or interesting about my book, The Energy Formula? 
I'm curious. Okay. Well, what I found interesting and different was that you brought a spiritual aspect to healing. And one of the things that I feel is really, really important is that, because I've also been on a journey of healing, and I feel like if you're missing the spiritual side or the soul side, some people will put spirit and soul together. I see them as two separate things. You're kind of missing a big component of healing, and you brought up quite a few different things that I think people aren't really that familiar with, like victim consciousness. A lot of people are not talking about that, but you were talking about that back when you wrote the book. So those are the things that I found. I I find that very powerful personally. Mm, I love that. Okay. Thank you. Uh, It's good to know what resonates. Um, Well, please proceed, Sandy. Well, oh, thank you. Answer your your questions on this amazing podcast. (laughs) Thank you. I, I know you, you just kind of took me aback for a second there, but I knew I could answer that. No problem. So let me ask you, of course, what started you on this journey? What made you really start off in this field, becoming a dietitian? That's what, what first what you first started with, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was... Um... I was in school, a business specialty school called Babson College, and uh, I had struggled with obesity, and I started working out and using supplements, um, you know, taking the creatines and the protein and all that kind of stuff and, and seeing incredible results. And then I was spending a lot of time in GNC and reading all the magazines And I ended up going to the doctor in between my sophomore and junior year for a routine physical. And I was telling him all about my passion and he saw my body composition change and was really proud of me. And I told him how excited like supplements were. And there was even like these ads with these guys in lab coats with, you know, beakers and, you know, formulating supplements. And I was like, you know, that would be really cool. And he ended up drawing out this lifeline for me between 20 and 80 and saying, why not be happy between here and here? And that radically changed my life path. You know, up until that point, I was doing everything for everyone else to please others mm-hmm. and also to try and feel as safe or as loved as possible because uh, my life was pretty chaotic. And that was the first time I felt like this could be for me. Like this would just be something that I love, that I can do for me. And it seemed like such a pipe dream. But the way he did that gave me full permission to just pursue something that I loved. And I didn't care what anyone else thought about it. And that felt so invigorating. And that started leading me down this path. And I started taking some science classes, even at business school is my minor. And then I ended up finishing uh, business specialty school and, and uh, I did very well. Uh, I graduated magna cum laude, but like I ended up going uh, from there and talking to a guidance counselor at UNC Greensboro. My parents were down in North Carolina and my dream school was going to UNC Chapel Hill. And I told him all about this dream that I've spent the last two years, like thinking about this, like wanting this. And 
this guidance counselor just laughed at me and said, you're a business student. You will fail and you'll fail miserably. And he said, you're not even in that good of shape. Oh. And, uh, and I left his office um, uh, crying and I ran all the way back to an apartment and um, I had like fully committed to this idea of going to UNCG and <clears throat> I ended up almost killing myself that night, like um, with vodka and, and pills and, and um, oh it took me a while to wrap my head around belief in myself and, and my grandfather a Jewish grandfather had told me, like, he always would tell me this too shall pass. And, um, like I heard his voice in my head and like, you know, I, I worked my way through it and I did obviously did not kill myself. I threw out the, the pills, poured out the alcohol and ended up the next morning just committing to 27 credit hours of pure science classes a semester and putting it all in my credit card just saying F it. And um, two years later, I graduated with straight A's and got into Chapel Hill. But I thought of that guy every single day, like with hate. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so like, to me, it's a lesson about like the power of your words that one person, that it wasn't their job or responsibility, like gave me permission to pursue my dream and I would not be here without that doctor and another person his words almost took my life and it was his job to help me pursue my dreams but ultimately I wouldn't be here without either one of them I mean that even it took me a while to reframe the second guy but the second guy is very much responsible for the intensity to which I pursued my path and the resolve. Um, so that, that is the story that led me down that path and, and a, a tale of, of uh, two voices. That is very intense though, because you've got two different spectrums. You've got one who's so supportive and one who's just, so what do you think of him now? Or do you think, well, you obviously think of him because it's part of your story. It's just like, you know, you can't complete. I, I, I believe that we can definitely confront these things, but do we ever really forget about them? No. Um, and I think it's really a great lead in that you had with, with what resonated in the book. I mean, a book about, supplements of biohacks and biohacking. And there certainly is a lot of my story woven there and, and, um, and mindset as well. And I like that the, the victimization mentality and reframing that uh, was what resonated with you because that's a big part of, of my story and my success is a lot of reframing. And now I see that, like I said, like, you know, I, I wouldn't change anything about my life. Like the uh, bullying I've been through, the tons of health issues that almost killed me and depression and suicidal thoughts and 
um, just self-loathing and disordered eating and all kinds of stuff that I've been through. I wouldn't change any of it because it's what's led me here. You know, that's the, the butterfly effect. And it's beautiful. It's what's given me my empathy. It's given me my connection. It's given me my story. It's my hero's journey. And I'm proud of all that. And had I not been through the trauma, which you could call in biohacking hormesis, like I would not have grown as resilient, grown as strong. And when I tell my story now about depression or suicidal thoughts or anorexia or body dysmorphia and brain tumor and all the different things I've been through, there's always people that connect with that. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm talking about supplement stacks and biochemistry and cool new ingredients and keto and all these different things. But there's always someone that comes up to me and says like, I'm depressed. Like I'm suicidal. Like I'm, I'm on the edge and I'm proud that I share my story and that I've been able to reframe and incorporate it in and, and now make it a gift that my broken is my beautiful. Yes. Yes. And, and that's, that's something that I'm really proud of that I've been able to take what was my darkness and, just transform it into my light. There's a quote that I actually love. It's one of my favorite quotes. It's by Michael Beckwith. It's uh, pain pushes you until a greater vision pulls you. And I just love that quote. It's one of my favorites. It's actually on my website because I, I get that. And I feel like sometimes we do need to, you know, break to come back together to form that better you that you want to grow with. Yeah. There's this, this idea that I talk a lot about in the book, um, going back to the idea of hormesis then in the body and in the mind, there's this idea of the stress bucket, the allostatic load is how much your stress capacity mm-hmm. is. And there is a bell curve, uh, if you will, of you, um, you stress that's, that's on kind of the left hand side of this bell curve. And that the more of this good stress you add, this hormesis you add, the more adaptation there is. And then in the middle, straight down the middle, there's the Goldilocks zone, which is like the perfect amount of stress for the perfect amount of adaptation. And on the right-hand or backhand side of the bell curve, there's distress. And this is the point to where stress becomes counterproductive. What is that distress or use stress for each person? It depends on two really big factors. One, how big is that stress bucket? What is your capacity for stress? And then two, how much stress is currently in that bucket? So there can be things like keto or fasting, extended fasting, like uh, cryotherapy, hot saunas, and all of these things that can be amazing things, amazing hormetic uh, stressors that, Mm -hmm. that help you grow stronger. But if you're going through a divorce, if you're just lost your job, if you have COVID, 
if you, you know, if you had these things and then you're trying to do extended fasting, that might be too much for your stress bucket yeah. and your bucket might overflow. Basically, there should be measured amounts of unease that allow you to get to greater amounts of ease in a variety of situations. That's the whole point of life and resilience. And that's how adaptation and ultimately evolution takes place across the species is through this resilience, through this growth, through that, that pain, like you said, that creates the greater vision. The greater vision ultimately is the survival of the species and the evolution of the species, if you will. That's the greater vision in terms of biology, in terms of life. So it's, uh, it's very cool to have resilience, to have hormetic stress or use stress, to be aware of that. Some of those things that can help like an understanding of that would be HRV, heart rate variability, which you can track with uh, these fitness trackers, these wearables, um, but also like just how you're feeling. So let me ask you this question, because a lot of middle-aged midlife women are listening. And would you consider menopause a stress? Would you consider that? Yes. And like, this is like one of those things that's like the, the yes. And Mm -hmm. it is a change in state, a change in biology, change in phases of life. Yeah. Um, and how are you viewing that? Mm, I like that. Sean. That's so important. Um, I talk to so many women that view, their and this is through conditioning and at no fault of their own necessarily but again let's not play the victim that somehow the menstrual cycle or having menses is is dirty and like undesirable you know like oh my god i'm bleeding you know so much bleeding like this is terrible you know like this again you know it's yeah. like at the worst time and i get that and it's it's certainly not convenient Um, And it's certainly a difference from obviously men. And it's just not easy. And it's a yes. And that this is an incredible, an incredible biological process, a beautiful one, a cleansing process monthly. It ties you to the tides and the moon. Oh yes. And it ties women to each other and all their, um, instinctual intuitive knowing in their ability to grow another human being inside them and sustain life it's something that i will never know and it's quite the gift i think like reframing is so powerful understanding like the, the beauty in biology even even you know burping, peeing, farting, you know, what all these things, these are like incredible biological processes. And, you know, or even like, uh, you know, people talk about like being dirty, dirty with what, like, uh, the microbiome of the earth, the bacteria that is on you. Oh, that stinks. Let's get rid of it. You know, let's put on deodorant. Let's, uh, 
Let's wash that off. Let's use sanitizers. Let's kill that microbiome that's 10 times your own cells. That's more a part of you than your own cells. And we want to kill it. Mm. You know, there's, there's a greater reframe that needs to happen. We're so disconnected and maybe with great intention, there's power held over us by, you know, making women feel dirty by making all of us feel disconnected from, from nature, from each other. That's um, really sad. That's really sad. We need to get reconnected with our own biology and get reconnected with the world around us. I agree with that. I mean, I think the reframe is huge because if you go on, you know, social media, which we all know can be both positive and it can be pretty negative too, right? But if you go on there, you see a lot of negativity out there about perimenopause and menopause and how stressful it is. And often when that gets in your head and you, you, you think of it then as something negative, right? I actually had a situation where one woman said I wasn't honoring her experience and how horrible it was because again, I reframed midlife. I'm saying, Hey, you know what? There are maybe some changes that, you know, women need to go through. And, but I wasn't, I wasn't saying anything about her experience, but she, you know, she wants, it's that whole victim consciousness. And I feel like when somebody's in it, only they can really change and become that butterfly. Nobody can make them do that. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to tell someone who's, who's in the, the victim mindset to, to not be the victim. And, but it is the ultimate reframe um, to think about that the universe, instead of it conspiring against you, that the universe is conspiring for you. Mm. That life, as I was just saying, life wants to proceed. If I can give you like one truth, like this biological truth is that from the very seed of life, if it was the big bang or, or God or, you know, whatever it is onwards is life wants to proceed at all costs. There's these thermophiles, the, these tiny species that are at these like volcanic, super hot vents at the bottom of the ocean and they proceed. And there's these, fish at the bottom of the ocean that have bioluminescence and there's, you know, these tiny bacteria that they're finding on, on Mars, you know, again, like in all these conditions that we thought life couldn't proceed, life will proceed. And, and that that's powerful to know that the universe is really conspiring for you. Will it be easy? No, no. but that's part of the universe actually conspiring for you is so that you gain strength so that you can have more ease more often through states of unease. And that's how we proceed. So look at you now. I mean, I'm looking at you. You certainly don't look obese. You look very healthy. You look vibrant. You have great energy. You've just got this really Zen way about you. So you do, though. You're totally, I don't know, you've got this very nice aura. And, you know, I'm I'm definitely, I love the science, but I also love the woo. 
I'm definitely a little bit of both. So how, how, how did you change? How did you become who you are now? Mm. Wow. There's several things there. It's, it's definitely, as we just talked about, getting out of that victimization mindset and believing that uh, I was capable of greater things, destined for greater things, that I deserve greater things, but it would not be given to me, that life is not fair. And I just had to see that. Like there was people that were, you know, more beautiful, that had bodies that are just going to be fit because no matter what they eat and, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, all of that's true. And everyone else has their own journey. And that's something that it took me a while to figure out. I would say... And that's part of getting out of the victimization mindset. When you see other people realizing that everyone is hurting, everyone is traumatized, everyone has their own story, no matter how wealthy, no matter how beautiful, no matter what you're thinking on Instagram, how they seem so, they're struggling. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their struggles. Choosing consciously the right people to put around you is powerful. That saying, like, you're the product of the five people you have closest to you, so true. Do not let these people just be random people, the people that are in your family, the people that are at work, the people that are at school. You need to consciously choose the people you want to emulate and put them around you. If you want to be incredible when it comes to gratitude, to playing the piano, to, um, you know, being someone who is mathematical or whatever it is, um, you know, put these people around you and know that it's a two-way street that you have to give as much as you're getting. And that goes into making sure that you're not surrounded by energy zombies and vampires. Mm -hmm. Vampires are taking the energy directly from you and they may seem like the most insidious, but For most people that are on the right path, they can seem obvious. The energy zombies are a little less obvious because these are the people that say they want your help and seem like good people, but they don't show up. And you're wasting your time and energy on these people because like you're saying, uh, kind of like maybe that one lady, like they're just not in the right place right now. Right. And you're just wasting your energy on them. So you want relationships where it's a positive net energy that's, that's happening where you're both gaining energy, where there's real synergy happening. And so you want to like consciously look at who are those people that I feel energized around and who are the people that I feel drained around. Mm -hmm. And also think about the exercise that you do, the foods that you eat, the places that you go, the pets that you're around, the, Cars that you're in, think about everything. Does that give me energy or does that take energy? The clothes you put on. Yeah. Does that give me energy or does it take energy? The vacations you take and start building a life that gives you more energy. Mm-hmm. It's choosing the hell yes over the hell no. And making sure that you realize that self-love is setting boundaries and saying no a lot more often than you're saying yes. Protect your energy. That's your number one currency above money, above anything. 
is your energy. Before you can have love, before you can have money, before you can have success, you need to protect your energy. What gives you energy, what takes it away. What gives you life, what takes it away. This goes back to the, to the basic seed of biology that's driving the universe. What gives you that energy and what takes it away. I would also say that for a while, I would show up at these incredible things, these mastermind events, these speaking engagements. Um, just, I felt like, who am I to be here? You know, I would look at all these PhDs, these people with millions of followers, these beautiful people, and I'm like, who am I to be here? Like severe imposter syndrome. Oh, wow. And my great reframe, it took a little while, was I'm surrounded by really amazing people. Yes. Therefore, I must be amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing people don't gravitate to, don't stay in the same room with people that aren't amazing. And if everywhere I go, I'm surrounded by incredible human beings, I am without a doubt an incredible human being. Wow. Well, that's just basic math. Um, that's actually really funny that you say that because this was the first time I'd ever gone to any of these conferences and I a hundred percent felt that imposter syndrome. hundred percent, Sean. I'm like, who am I to speak here? Who am I to <laughs> come to this conference? Honestly. And and then the comparison, you know, that that whole thing begins. And then the reframe when I got home. Like, I worked hard for this. I deserve this. I, I think that I came back way more energized than when I left because I was actually terrified to go and speak. I'm used to being in my little office here and speaking to people through Zoom with my microphone in my office. And it's definitely, it had to be a reframe for me, for sure. Yeah, that's so great. I get that. For that reframe. And, you know, when you, another thing that's important, when you step out of that victimization and you realize it's not about you, it's about them and that you're, being in your full expression, just like that doctor gave me permission to pursue my passion, my dreams. When I show up in my fullest expression, I'm giving my gift to the world and I'm changing the world. I'm impacting the world. And if I show up halfway, if I show up scared, intimidated, imposter syndrome. I'm not really sure what they're going to get. I'm not really sure the impact I'm going to have. So taking it out of the story about you and what was me to think of the impact I can make really helped me also to, to shift into a very different personality. I hope you're all enjoying this week's episode as much as I love bringing it to you every single week. If you've been following me for a while, you all know I'm a huge fan of supplementing with amino acids. Now, what are amino acids? Simply put, they are the building blocks 
to protein. Now you might say, oh, I eat plenty of protein, but are you aware of how well you're actually digesting and assimilating that protein so it properly breaks down into those all important amino acids? As a functional nutritionist, I see a lot of people who start to experience low stomach acid. And guess what we all need to break down those proteins efficiently? Right. We need stomach acid. We also experience a natural decline in muscle mass as we age. That can be due to many factors, including declining hormones. We actually need those important amino acids for many other functions in the body, including our cardiovascular health. I've been supplementing with Amino Co Life. This specific blend of amino acids are so important to maintain muscle mass, maintain heart health, and increase our longevity as we age. And you know that that's really important to me. And it's never just about lifespan. It's also about health span. Because I don't know about you, but I want to age really well. So here's what I have for all of my listeners. I have an exclusive discount of 30% off to try AminoCo's life for yourself. So all you have to do is go to AminoCo.com forward slash S-K-N as in Sandy K Nutrition and you will get 30% off. And I will have this info in my show notes. And now back to the show. Do you have any really big uh, spiritual leaders of any kind that you resonate with? Mm, I I grew up um, in a Southern Baptist family, and I would say that I'm agnostic now. Mm -hmm. Um, Spirituality, that's an interesting one. I think we tend to think of organized religion. I think of, which I have, you know, no problems with at all. Um, there's so much beauty that's come out of all that. But I tend to think of spirituality as like a personal journey that's so unique mm-hmm. to each person. This is one of those reasons that um, we really, as humanity, need to be careful about dictating spirituality to others and what the rules are because it's really about your path and your journey and we we never know you never know what someone's journey truly is and what they've been through the things that i've talked about the vulnerability that i have i remember one review on amazon is like how could anyone have been through this much stuff like this is bs and i was like man i this is only about half of the things that I've been through. There's some that I, I still am not ready to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think this is, and it isn't a competition. Like, yeah. and there's so many stories out there and there's so much pain out there. And trauma isn't just about too much, too fast. It's too little, too slow too. There's neglect and that kind of abuse that happens as well. Um, you know, everyone has their suffering and, um, that's something 
that's important to keep in mind. And with spirituality, that suffering can bring you closer to God or closer to your internal self or whatever you want to call it, the universe, um, because you have to go inward. You have to be explorative. If everything were easy and beautiful and simple, we would never go inward. It would always just be an external experience, just seeking pleasure. Yeah. The fact that we go inward and explore and try and reframe and work through things, that's all because of pain and, and suffering. And so much of the human experience is that and needs to be that. So there's such deep beauty in that as well. Yeah, I I personally have found that, you know, I agree 100% with this whole, you know, I feel spirituality is very individualized, but it is a part of, you know, my journey. I But I, I went about it a very, I call it spiritual biohacking, by the way, uh, because I grew up Catholic. I grew up very, you know, a very organized religion and I couldn't resonate with that during a time when I was needing more. So I saw a shaman and I found that that shaman was the one who helped me to reframe things. I needed the help of someone who had more wisdom than I did at that time to help with that reframe that you mentioned, because I found that very useful for me and everybody like you said everybody has their own way of dealing with certain the the spirit i guess you could say Mm -hmm. but that was very helpful for me yes uh, that was helpful for me to take uh, a psychedelic journey and go down that path um that would be one of the most powerful ones and, and i haven't mentioned it yet in this talk but um the the way that cracked me open uh, when I took psilocybin, um, I think up until that point, I was hustling and grinding. I was in sympathetic or ultra sympathetic nervous system and then spent my whole life in those modes, like working, wanting approval, mm-hmm. grinding my way to the finish line of which that finish line kept moving and was never clear, like, you know, that, that bigger room, that better podcast, that, you know, next accomplishment was always moving. Yeah. And so I was always on the grind and I was always suffering my way to whatever is the straightest path possible, heads down. And we think about the grind, the smoke, the heat, the pieces breaking off. This is not a way to, to spend your life. And it was in that journey that I became aware of this is not a healthy path that I can do whatever I want whenever I want I'm free to do that I can pursue the things that light me up Mm. and I can weave them together in a way that works perfectly or I become unique and I'm not really competing against anyone I'm a one of one because I have you know I work right now with with branding and I certainly I use all my business knowledge. I have multiple businesses. I patent unique ingredients. I work on formulas. I tell stories with these ingredients and formulas. And and I can tell these stories and 
talk about these ingredients on stage. And I do all these things in a way that no one else does them. I am a one of one because I've been able to pursue what lights me up and weave together all the things. And that was an epiphany for me that I didn't have to compete against anyone. I can just be a one of one Mm. and I can just pursue the things that are exciting to me. And the other one was just self-love to like grant myself grace. You know, if anyone talked to, to me, like I talked to me, I wouldn't be their friend. And so just easing up and knowing that speaking of that kind of bended path, that there's so much beauty that comes out of the mistakes or the exploration. That's where all the epiphanies come from and and the wisdom comes from. And, and, you know, these things that, that end up becoming so integral to your life are out of these so-called mistakes. So if you're not out there, living life and knowing it's okay to make mistakes. You'll never find the beauty in life. You'll never find the excitement in your life. You'll never find that, that new food, that new passion, that new friend, that new place to go. And that's sad. So we have to be out there wanting to make mistakes, loving the mistakes. Mm. Do you feel that that journey set you more on that real upward creator consciousness trajectory. Do you feel that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like, yeah. Creator consciousness. Yeah. I like that. Absolutely. And I've always been a creator and I think that became my through line. And it's funny you say that, like where I felt like I didn't need to be easily definable um, that I am creating ingredients. I am creating formulas. I'm creating a book. Like I, I create companies. I create branding and, and art and I'm a creator. And that to realize that, that it doesn't need to be in any boxes, but that I just love to create. Um, that's freeing too. just pursue the things that light you up. And for me, what lights me up is creating. And that may not be true for other people, but certainly for me it was. And then I also realized that I've had business partners that have used me, that have hurt me, that um, I really felt wrong by kind of in that victim mindset. And it has helped me to think through that I can create again and again and again mm-hmm. and again and again and again. And for me, creating is easy. So I don't need to get caught up in what I lost or what someone took. I can get focused on what's next and what else I can create. And I can keep moving forward with better and better and better. I love that. And you're already creating the life now. I mean, you, you moved away to a place that you feel more... I guess you could say at home for now, Mm -hmm. right? Like you're enjoying life. Like I always say, you know, to me, I I went through a period where I really was so strict with what I ate, what I drank, quit coffee, do this, do that. And it all came from a place of fear, right? And I found Mm -hmm. that kind of 
strictness came from fear for me, for me. Maybe it's not for everybody. Maybe it doesn't. And then when I finally started to chill a little bit and be like, no, it's more about the balance. It's about the balance, not about the grind, not about that strict, stringent, because was I healthier then? No, I wasn't. I'm actually healthier now. You know, so for me, I feel that's that's very powerful that as soon as you kind of let that go, you're like, yeah, things are better now. Things are more chill. I'm happier and I'm healthier. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you got it. Okay, so let me ask you, because we didn't really talk a ton about the energy formula. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of going off topic here, but there's maybe you know, summarize who would really benefit from a book like this? I think a lot of people would, but maybe summarize in a nutshell, what, what is this book about? Why is it so powerful? Well, so this is an acronym and of energy formula. Um, so it's uh, experiment, like blood work, um, looking at metrics, uh, things like the wearables like we talked about, gut microbiome, just being aware of your body, in your body, those kinds of things. Uh, nutrition is the end. So I talked about paleo, keto, primal, Mediterranean, vegan. And by the way, through this book, this is all about when I go through experiment or nutrition, all these things. I tell you what I do, but I also say your bioindividuality is key. Yeah. So like, please follow your own path. If anyone gives you the default solution, it's not a good one. Um, exercise. I talk about all the hacks, like there's high intensity interval training, blood flow restriction, intraset stretching, all these cool hacks to get like more out of your exercise routines. I get into circadian rhythm and, you know, good morning and nighttime routines, how to wind down your day, how to start your day and feel successful um, and certainly all the devices and supplements are mentioned in every chapter. Uh, I have um, formulators corner talking about the supplements and then I have resource hacks talking about the devices or apps and all those things. G is growth, like as in growth mindset, um, you know, being resilient in your mind, uh, being neuroplastic. Um, and then lastly, the Y is your tribe. And it's important, again, to have the right people around you and to feel connected. And that goes back to the really the greatest study of all time out of Harvard that's uh, over 80 years old now, where they found the number one predictor of longevity was quality of relationships. So, I mean, that's, that's above everything uh, is the quality of relationships that you have in your life and that they literally looked at genetics and income and um you know food and and supplements and cholesterol and exercise all this stuff and quality of relationships was number one and also i talk about things like ikigai and in here where it's like really finding your purpose it's a japanese term um so this book you know gets in pretty deep and then you have literally, there's probably more than 60, 70 diagrams in here. There's summaries. If you're one of those people that just, you know, doesn't care to really do the deep reading or want the, the, uh, the science behind it, there's a lot of stories in here that connects with each 
of those letters in the chapter of, of my life and people I've worked with. So it hopefully gives context to it. And, and I'm really proud of this book. And there's um, an audible for it that I read. There's a softback, a hardcover, and, uh, and then an ebook. And if you go to energyformula.com, you can get all the free extras. There's like recipe guides and, and like a hidden chapter on natural movements. It's really cool. And the book's done really, really well. So it's it's been a bestseller on USA Today and Forbes and Amazon and all that. It's an amazing book. I oh, would have to you. agree. Now, the, the one thing I will say that I love about it is it's not really, even though you are a man, you are a guy, um, it's really written in such a way that it could be applicable to men or women. And... You know, one thing that I heard, I hear this from people who are not really in this whole world of biohacking, is they're like, how do you remember to do all this? Like, how do you, how do you know? And I say, well, it takes, it, 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 it really has to be a habit. Like everything just kind of starts to meld together. But if you don't know when to, or where to start, your book is an amazing way. Because it encompasses all the different things that you can do to really become your own best health advocate, in my mind. Agreed. Yeah, and, and that's the that's the angle I wanted to take is to make it um, something that any person could pick up yeah. and get great information from. And, you know, um, I know Dave uh, Asprey well and Ben Greenfield well and a, a lot of these guys and, and they have incredible careers, but, you know, it's like you'd say more at an athlete or an executive or maybe it's more masculine. Mm-hmm. Or, I wanted this to be something that really anyone could pick up. My mom could pick up and get a lot of value from. And I'm really proud of uh, the final result. Yes, you should be. So tell us where you can be found. So the book is energyformula.com. My site is Sean Wells, S-H-A-W-N, seanwells.com. And I have a free weekly newsletter that goes into depth on all kinds of cool science and studies coming out, things like that. Um, That's 100% free, no angles. Um, And then at Sean Wells on Instagram, S-H-A-W-N. And there's really cool... um, infographics and you know the top nine supplements to boost your mood and you know stuff that's um again i think my content is is really special it's all free i don't have again any angles there's nothing i'm selling it's it's all just great information that i'm trying to distill down to help people i love it i love it all and i love your instagram too and i loved talking to you sean Thank you. I love talking to you, Sandy. Yeah, it was a really good chat. I want to thank you for coming today. I know you were a little jet lagged and a little tired, but I appreciate your time. Thank you. It was great to be on. And uh, and anyone that has any questions from this podcast, they can DM me uh, at Sean Wells, and I would love to answer that. Perfect. Thank you, Sean.